Hello everyone. Hi everyone. I'm back again. My name is Omolola and I am the host for Versus for His Glory podcast. So today we're going to be talking about a very, very important topic called contamination. So when I say contamination, we all know what contamination means, but I'm just going to say what it means again for everyone's knowledge. And that is when you're trying to infect someone with something that is not good. For example, when you say a disease is contagious, it means someone else can get it if another person, if the person is being in close contact with the person who has the disease. And a very simple example is the coronavirus disease where people can get it from someone who is already infected. So basically that's contamination. And it can be anyways, like food can get contaminated, you know, if you put a, a spoiled food in, it, in the same place with a, a good and edible food, the edible food will get contaminated as the time passes by because the rotten food is going to contaminate the good and clean food. So that's what contamination means. And today I'm going to be using the Bible verse in Exodus chapter 3 verse 5 where God was talking to um, Moses and God told him to take off his shoes because he was standing on unholy ground. So we have that doctrine in my church because I attend the White Garment Church and this doctrine is for us to always take off our, our shoes before entering the sanctuary because we consider the sanctuary as the holy ground. So to me, we all interpret the Bible in different ways. But I interpreted this Bible verse in another way. I believe that God didn't tell Moses to take off his shoes because it's on the holy ground, because it's going to contaminate it. No. I believe that God wanted Moses to take off his shoes so he can feel comfortable to talk with him and to embrace him and to share his feelings and thoughts with him. And I will talk more about this as we go on in today's podcast. So, today I feel like Christians, we just want to be, you know, how do I say this? We just want to follow protocol. We want to follow the rules and regulation. We want to follow the doctrine. And we keep forgetting the real and the big, 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 big reason why we are who we are. When you come to church, you you come, you serve you serve God, you go back home, and you go back to your normal activities. But the fact remains: Why are you a Christian? So many people have, like, so many Christians have backslide. They have gone back to their old ways, and instead of coming back and repenting, they feel like, oh. If I come back, God will not accept me. Or some people feel like, oh, I cannot be a Christian because I've done a really, really bad thing. I have a really, really bad past. I've been, I've been in, in, an harm robber. I was involved in a murder or something like that. So they feel like God is not going to forgive them. Like the people just feel like, you know, I don't know, but. They just feel like, oh, he's going to contaminate God or something. And it's getting more worse now in our society where people look at others and start judging them. 
as if they are God. The God who created you know why he created you in the first place. And if you read the Bible, there's a very common pattern with God. God tends to use someone that has been considered as a huge sinner, you know, a big sinner, or I won't say a big sinner, but someone who has a past, someone who is not perfect, you know, everybody's not perfect. I won't say everyone is perfect, but you know, God tends to use the people that the public view with unworthy eyes that they are not worthy to be used. God turns around and uses them. A very big example is um, David. You know, even when David slept with Bathsheba and killed the husband, God still loved David and he still sent Nathan to warn David for him to repent. And even even when, um, even after um, Saul persecuted the Christians and killed a lot of them, God still turned him around and changed his name to Paul. And that's it. I've noticed that you know, when you say, oh, I love God with all math and everything, you're trying to be perfect. I feel like God don't use those kind of people, but God tend to use people who have a past people that the public has viewed with unworthy eyes that it can never amount to anything. It's definitely not going to make heaven. We will, we will be very shocked on the last day. And I always say this, that we will be very shocked on the last day when we see some people in heaven. Mm. It it will not it it will it will, it will be a huge shock, shock to have, to some people. And I remember um, there was a time I um, I was watching this um, three p.m. with p.m. Well, um, with Pastor Midred. So she does this prayer. No, not the prayer. Um, not a prayer. She does this Bible study on Instagram Live, and she was talking about um, Jesus' disciples, and she was analyzing that normally. If we, if we're supposed to think about it, that the disciples God, um, Jesus picked for Himself, were not perfect. They were not a perfect pair. They all had issues. Like Thomas was a doubting Thomas. If God performed miracles, he will not believe. We say, oh, they lied, Or if God just, if if God say, like when God told the centurion that go home, your daughter has been made whole. Thomas was like, how can that happen? You know, <laughs> I really love Pastor Midred because she usually like talk about scenarios that was not written in the Bible and saying, I believe this is what was going on when Jesus said this, when Jesus said that. Or when Jesus said um, Peter and John and the third, I can't remember the name of the third disciple, but when, God, when Jesus said they should, they should follow him so he can pray and three of them slept off, they didn't pray. Don't mean they, they, they're perfect. They're not perfect. And what about Judas Iscariot? He's a robber. And should we talk about Matthew? Matthew was a tax collector. So Jesus had so many people in his disciples, like most of his followers. They all had the past. They all were not perfect. But God still used them too. He used them too with the hand. Especially um, Paul. Nobody. I feel like. Even when Paul converted, people did not believe that. Ah, are you really sure you converted? Or is this a trick so that you can come and kill more Christians again? They didn't believe until God really showed them that he was the one that is working or that was working on, on Apostle Paul. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because 
I don't know wherever you are. I don't know whatever you're thinking. I don't know what your past is, but your past does not make your present. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have become a new creation. Behold, all things have become new, and the old things are passed away. And it's that that in the book of Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, and I like that chapter very well. But I feel like um people don't take that that verse seriously. To me, doesn't matter what you've done before. We are not like we need to. We need to know that God is not a man. It's a man that will always remind you of your past. And I don't blame people for doing that because hey, we're all humans. We tend to behave the way human being behaves. But at the same time, we should remember that God does not behave the way human being behaves because he's not a man. Some people don't even pray the way they do anymore because they feel like, oh, I committed um, this atrocity. I did this. If I pray, God will not answer me. Of course, he will answer. He's just sitting down there and waiting for you to come back to him. It's not a man. It's a man that will always remind you that you did this to me in the past. You did that. You did this. You did this. You did this. And they will not want. To, they will not believe you. But with God, all he sees is your heart. You have to remember that if you come to the presence of God with a clean heart, with a pure heart, and you are sincere about your repent your repentance is going to forgive you and give you another chance is a god of many chances i won't say the god of second chance because some so many people have taken god for granted and they will come back and he will still he will still he will still take them back so he's a god of many chances and we are very very lucky to have a god like that and i am not ashamed to say i have a god like that i always say is that the fact that i am um doing podcasting or the fact that i I have a website where i i I type about my blog and about my experience does not mean i'm perfect you know there are there was a time i was on twitter and i was and i saw people talking you know about pastors doing this pastors saying a word they're not supposed to say pastors um, collecting tithes pastors collecting nothing and i'm like when with these people stop and think that these pastors that they are condemning are human beings like them pastors are not always right but that does not mean they are not pastor and i will say that again pastors are not always right but that does not mean they are not god's servants there are times that the human nature will come out and that is for god to show himself and glorify himself that I am the only one that is perfect because when pastors start to be perfect without any fault without any blemish that is when people will start glorifying pastors than God people will start glorifying men than God even some pastors are not even perfect yet and the, their church members have been glorifying them more than God I'm, I'm not saying it's bad to honor your pastor. Of course, it's, it's a great thing to honor your pastor, to appreciate them, to love on them. But you know when you start placing importance on them more than God, then it's becoming something else. And people are already doing that now. Sometimes, 
and you know i have a lot of people i watch um pastors i i watch their sermon i watch their videos i follow them on social media and everything but sometimes i don't agree with some certain things they do because i know that they are still human the fact that we are all christians does not mean we are perfect we're just trying and striving to be perfect before god so i'm like pastors are humans too um, i don't want to divert but i'm going to talk about that topic too in the future about pastors pastors are human being like us so when they make that fault it's our job to help encourage them and not put them down because putting them down discourages them too and there's no way you would do something wrong as a human being and you won't know that you've done something wrong even if you might not find out or you might not realize or come to the point where you know that okay i've done something wrong maybe you might not come to that point immediately but god will really if god is really using you and you have the holy spirit in you that thing will tell you that what you did was wrong and you will try to make amends it's all up to you to make that amend or to just keep doing that thing so the bottom line of what i'm saying is god cannot be contaminated no matter what past you have and i i will i will use this again i will say this in the, and i'll use another experience to say this again you know people come to church with so many things in their hearts some come to church and their heart is far away from the church they're thinking about something else so when when god said moses take off your shoes you are standing on a holy ground remember moses ran away from egypt because he killed an egyptian so moses had that thought in his head that okay i killed an egyptian i'm not worthy or i am a stammer and he had another thought that I'm a stammerer, I'm not worthy of all this. But God wanted Moses to take to you know take off that shoes. The shoes stand for the burdens you have in your heart, all the things you think you have done, and God will not be able to accept you. God is telling you, take it off, take it off, take it off, take it off. You are an holy ground, take it off. And when the holy grants it stands as god's sanctuary you know today now the church is just the building the church is the people we are the church we are god's sanctuary we are god's temple so god is telling you what are you you know your heart is god's temple too when you're keeping burdens in your heart when you you're thinking you are not good enough yeah when you're thinking you are not worthy enough or you think you're not worthy to receive his love and you lock your heart that means you are locking god's temple away from him open up your heart let it go what 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 have you done that you still can't let go what that you still can't forgive yourself you need to forgive yourself for you to move on and for you to to to, to allow god to love on you or to allow yourself Allow yourself to feel the love God has for you. Take off those shoes. Oh, are you going to church thinking, oh, I'm coming to church because I need to pray. I need money. Oh, I need to pray. I need this job I applied for. But when you get that job or when you get the money, done. You're done for church. 
And then you go back to church when you need something. That's a give and take relationship. I remember talking to one of my friends and she was saying, when you love God, you don't love him because you when you want something from him or you don't love him because that's what you are supposed to do you love him because he loved you first and that's the really great you know if you love god without expecting something you just love him because he loves you just love him because he's you love him because he's god you just love him no matter what comes your way you, you always keep loving god that's what we Christians are supposed to do. I read, I don't know, I can't remember where I read it from on Instagram, but someone was saying, God is not your servant. You are God's child and you are a servant. So the fact that God didn't answer one of your prayer requests or, or God has not answered you yet does not mean that he's not good. He's not someone you can command and say, okay, I want this, do it for me now. Oh, I want that, do it for me now. And it you will say, yes, sir, I will do it for you. Your wish is my command. No, that's why it's always good. Even when the world is tumbling down, it's always going to be good. Even when the world is tumbling down, I repeat, it's always going to be good. Like year 2020 has taught me a lot of lessons that... When coronavirus closed, it locked down everywhere. God was still on his throne. He was he was still on his throne. And he is still on the throne. And he can never leave that throne. So why are you going to church with 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 um bodies in your heart? Why not drop those bodies down and come to church and love on God? Come to church and embrace him. Let everything go. Do you think he does not know what is going on with you? He does. He sees it. He knows what is in your heart. He knows what is going on with you. And he is in control of it. If you let him be in control. I like this phrase and I like saying it. Like, let go and let God. And that has been my um, motto for the past I'll say for the past few months now. Even when I think, oh, things are tumbling down. Oh, what am I going to do? This is this is going to this is going this is going to happen. Or oh, this this thing is due. I need to do this thing, and I feel like there's no way out. I just think about it. Okay, wait, what? Have are you have you forgotten your identity that you are God's daughter, and that you will never be stranded. I remember there was a time I had this um I had this um challenge and I was thinking about it that oh my goodness how do I get through this how do I get through this and I was um I think I started praying and, and that's that's what that's one important thing to do when you think you are you are in a, in a in a place where you can't get out or you are in a in a situation where you you don't see a way out the best thing to do ever is to just go straight in prayer no matter what, no matter what kind of language of prayer you know, if it is um, your language, you you pray your language. If it's the English, you pray in English. If you can pray in tongues, pray in tongues too. There's nothing God did not hear. He can see your heart. He can see your request too. That particular day, I started praying that God, hey, help me. Oh, I prayed 
prayed, prayed in my language, prayed in English, prayed in tongues and everything. And I was led to the scripture, um, Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, very popular scripture. My God will supply my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And I'm like, okay, why am I worried about this? And I, yeah, immediately, that t- I, I was crying because... I was crying, but and immediately I saw that Bible verse. I just, <laughs> I took my journal, my personal journal, wrote, wrote it, that, wrote stuff down that dropped in my mind, and closed it. And I wiped my tears and I went to sleep. The next day, what I was crying about got resolved, <laughs> and I was like, okay. It has always worked for me. Like, no matter how hard that thing is going to, uh, no matter how hard that thing is, and sometimes I will say, oh God. Am I really going to find the way out? But then that 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 reminder would come again that hey, you can never be stranded, no matter what. Like you know, God is giving you these challenges because He knows you can overcome it. There's a book and there's a chapter and there's a verse in the book of Romans where it says God will not give you a challenge that you cannot overcome. He won't give you a problem. He won't give you a pressure that He knows will overcome you. He's giving it to you to test your faith. He wants to make your faith stronger. He wants to know if you will still stand no matter what comes your way. So to, tonight, I'm here to encourage. I'm here to, to talk. I don't know who is listening to this podcast today. But whoever is listening, I'm here to encourage you. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Your shoes can be anything. It can be, your, it can be a burden you have in your heart. It can be your your guilt of what you have done in the past and you refuse to let go. No, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Who would ever think that Saul would become opposed to Paul and would start performing miracles and would start being persecuted for God? Because he killed a lot of people that are Christians. God's own children. That's why when people go on social media and start condemning someone that has done something bad, I don't think about them that seriously you think you have the right to condemn people i'm not saying you, you if someone is going the wrong way you can call that person back to the right path but then when people start going so far to condemn them and saying you know you can never make heaven it is sure that you are going to a fire i'm like okay no you're going too far already you are not god there's nobody god cannot change he converted soul to poor there is nobody he cannot change. He converted Jacob to Israel. Jacob that was so smart and told his, his brother Esau that if if you give me your birthright, I will give you the porridge. Jacob that was so smart, he, he outran his brother Esau and gave his father the, the, the meat the father asked for and got the prayers that was intended to be for Esau. No? Well, if if we think about it, I, I just I look at things in the Bible with the 21st century that I'm living in, and I see if this kind of thing is happening right now. Like maybe let's say for example, these two brothers, the the younger one and the the older one. The younger one is smarter, tried to outrun the older one, and she the older one. Young people would have gone over to me and say, eh, what he did was really bad. It will surely not make evil. Causes on him already and everything. But I'm like, but God is like, no. He had an encounter with Jacob. 
right? Change Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel. Enlarge Jacob. Jacob left alone and came back with his children and whole family with a lot of riches. There's nothing God cannot do. And there's nobody God cannot touch. So you cannot contaminate God. You contaminate, you cannot even contaminate him. It's not possible. It's not possible for you to contaminate God. God is not the man that can be contaminated. He is God. He loves you because you are his own. He's waiting for you. So, no matter where you are today, no matter what you're thinking, if you have gone far away from home, come back home. Come back to God. Come back to Jesus. He's waiting for you. His hands are hoping to embrace you. Moses ran away from home because he thought he was unworthy, because he had killed the Egyptian. He thought he was unworthy because he didn't feel like he belonged. He thought he was unworthy because he, he was a stammerer. But God took him back and used him and used him as a vessel to take out the Israelites from slavery of years took them through the through the um, wilderness the father he didn't make it to the promised land God still used him even after he died you know before he died he committed a sin right God was angry with him when God told him just touch the touch the the rock with your rod and water will come out but because moses was angry and that's humans for you we are always human no matter what we will always behave like humans that feeling will come it's just based on how you control it are your feelings are your feelings under your control if moses had his feelings under under his control he would have you know it's been it's been with these people for years they've they've been through a lot in the wilderness would have just you know control his feeling and just do what god told him to do but no he was hungry he struck the road he struck the rock forgetting that god is the rock he is the rock of ages he's the living water too he struck that rock to get living water out of it not knowing that he struck God and God was hungry. And God said, Because of what you did, you would not get to the promised land. And he died. Remember when he died, Satan was fighting, and the, the forces of Satan were fighting with God's angel to get Moses' body. But no, God did not leave Moses. He didn't say, Moses struck the rock when I told him to just touch the rock. He fought for Moses and retrieved Moses' body from the angel of from the, from the from the agent of darkness so no matter what you have done today god is fighting he's fighting for you he's fighting to get you back from the clutches of the of of, of the wicked ones he's fighting to get you back from the clutches of your sin he's fighting to get you back from the clutches of your guilt he's fighting to get you back from the clutches of your past so whatever you have done today come back home and i repeat come back home come back home Come back home. You are not a contamination. You are God's own son. You are God's own daughter. Come back home. Take off those shoes. He needs you to take them off and come on to him. Come back to him. Let your heart be open. Let him have control of your heart. Let him reign in your heart. Let him be able to use your body as a sanctuary once again. If you have been in Christ before, but but you are you have you have you have 
you have gone away. You have wandered away like the prodigal son. Come back home. Remember when the prodigal son left and took his inheritance. And he left and spent the whole inheritance and had to come back. His father didn't tell him, go back to where you're coming from. That's why I'm saying God cannot be a man. It is not possible. If he was a man who gave his son the inheritance and the, guy, and the son went away and spent it all and came back, God the man would not the man would not let the son back because he would say you already got your inheritance you have no right to me anymore you you have to go back but no god brought god took back the prodigal son even celebrated him coming back killed a, a cow and everything and the brother of the prodigal son was even jealous does it people humans will always be will always have that that behavior in us when someone comes back home to Christ, when someone becomes a newborn again, people will always rise up and say, are we even sure it's even real? What if it's just pretending? I remember seeing a post about, I think it was Kanye West, saying he got, um, he, he got converted, he, he believed in Jesus and he's going to build this relationship. And so many discouraging comments were on, 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 on the comment section. Someone was saying, oh, this is just a publicity stunt. Another person was saying he's lying. Another person was saying he's doing this thing to make money. So many things. Same thing with Justin Bieber. When Justin Bieber converted to, to singing gospel music, people weren't saying something good about it. And I want to encourage everyone as, as a Christian, please, if anybody says they're coming back to God, please open your hands and let them come back. Because some people are even running away. They, some people don't want, they don't want to come back because of what people are saying about them or what people will say about them. You don't want to be held responsible by God on the judgment day if God asks you. Because it will be on you. If they believe, if 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 a lost ship has wandered away from home and the lost ship wants to come back, but because of you, the lost ship doesn't want to come back because of what you have to say. It will be on you. And at the same time, I want to encourage us that we should not think about what people say of us. All that matters is what God say of us. You know, at the end of the day, people did not die for us, so it's God that died. It's Jesus that died for me. Like Pastor Midori will say, when you die for me then you can come and we have a talk. But when you know you have not died for me, if I do what my Jesus said I should do, and you have any problem with it, it is your headache. I don't care. Live, live on the flint mode. You know flint mode? I like, like Pastor Peter will say, live on the flint mode. Carry your eyes, no matter what people say about you. You know? What really matters is heaven. No. Everybody is pursuing heaven. So let them talk. When they talk, and they see that it's not affecting you, we shut up so just come back home forget about everything around you filter them out and focus on jesus he's the author and finisher of your faith there's nothing he cannot do for you i'm not saying there will be challenges there will, there will be challenges you know it's when you come back to jesus that, that challenges will, that challenge will rise from nowhere it will not be plenty but with god's grace and with god with you you will go through them and as you go through those challenges we move higher and higher and higher and higher thank you very much everyone i hope you guys learned from today's podcast and i hope someone has been blessed with this and i will be talking to you guys again in my next podcast i'll talk to you guys soon thank you very much bye